Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends. And she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one. And the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kid's imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th and we are totally going, so check it out. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Kids Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Before we get started today, I want to give a shout out to Cecilia from Denver. Guess what, Cecilia? I have a sister who lives in Denver, and I absolutely love that place. And I'm so glad that these stories keep you entertained on your way to school. Thanks for listening, Cecilia. Today's episode is a long one, and it's about field trips. Have you ever been on a field trip? This story is called The Day the Geese Attacked, and I hope you like it. Sometimes, the best part of a field trip is the bus ride. Like last year, we went to a quilt museum. It was about as much fun as a quilt museum. There were quilts hanging all over the place, and some of them had panels sewn into them that told a story. These things were supposed to interest a group of second graders, but the only thing interesting was the bus ride. Here are the interesting things from that field trip. They all happened on the bus. One, Trina Thompson accessed the bus's Bluetooth speakers with her phone and was playing all kinds of funny songs. Two, Carly's aunt was a chaperone and she was passing out starbursts to all the kids. And three, our teacher, Mr. Crawley, kept having to give the driver directions so he wasn't paying attention to us, and we basically turned that bus ride into a bus party. Super fun bus ride, boring quilt museum. This time, we were headed to the Salisbury Hill Farm. By third grade, most kids in town had already been on the Salisbury Hill Farm field trip. In a town as small as ours, there aren't too many different opportunities for field trips. Sometimes they get repeated. The cool part about this bus ride is that Miss Kim, our teacher, couldn't find her bus seating chart, so she let us all sit with whoever we wanted, and wherever we wanted. All the kids with chaperones sat with their chaperones, and me and my best friend Tatiana sat way in the back. Some kids like sitting in the back so they can goof off without any teachers noticing. We like sitting in the back because we can poke our heads over the seat and watch the rest of the class. A class field trip bus ride is like a funny TV show sometimes. Take right now, for example. Here are some funny things happening on this trip. One, Rhonda and Steve, the class clowns, are tossing 
M&Ms to other kids, trying to get them right in their mouths. Two, Janet and Emily convinced Emily's aunt that it was okay to crawl under the seats and change places. So a bunch of kids are sneakily doing that. And three, a small group of kids near the back is singing 99 bottles of farts on the wall. And me and Tatiana are sitting in the way back, laughing it all off. Do you think they'll have candy at the booths again this year? Tatiana asked. Uh, definitely. Last year I came home with pocketfuls of Jolly Ranchers, I said. Sometimes the candy is almost worth the farm smell. Ugh, I know, agreed Tatiana. That smell is the worst. You get used to it after a while, though. Do you think we're going to be in the same group this time? I asked. Uh, I don't know. I hope so, said Tatiana. On all of our field trips, the teacher would break us up into groups, with a different chaperone being the leader of a group. The group you were in could make or break your entire field trip. Once, we went on an end-of-year field trip to Skate City, and Marcus's dad was our chaperone. Normally, I would have crushed that field trip, field trip since I'm the queen of roller skating, but all the rest of the group wanted to do was play in the arcade. So I spent most of the trip watching my group stare into some glowing rectangles getting blasted by cartoon aliens. Like I can't do that at home with my older brother. So once we got to the farm parking lot, the bus is parked in a U-shape, and we stood in the middle while Ms. Kim announced our groups. I had a good feeling about this field trip. Then that good feeling went pop like a bubble. When I saw the geese, four of them, standing on a small hill between the parking lot and the farm, standing there, staring right at me. Now maybe you're okay with geese. Maybe you think they're cute. I don't. I'm afraid of geese, and here's why. Just this past summer, Tatiana and I were at the park in town. I already mentioned how our town is pretty small. Well, it's small enough that there's just one park. So we weren't at a park, we were at the park. It's a pretty sweet park, though. So nice, in fact, that it has a cute little pond. A cute little pond that attracts geese. So some other friends from school come to the park and we start up a game of freeze tag. I was frozen down near the pond and these geese kept getting closer and closer to me. Three full-grown geese just slowly waddled over to me with that weird slow head bob thing they do. I thought for sure they would head in a different direction or stop and eat some grass. I kept thinking about what my parents always told me about wild animals. They're usually more afraid of you than you are of them. Well, I don't think geese are afraid of much, especially not me. Unfortunately, it's freeze tag and I can't move. I was sure Terrence was going to run down and unfreeze me and I kept yelling, Terrence, quick, Terrence, unfreeze me. But he was being chased around by Lula Myers, the fastest kid in the fourth grade. And those geese just kept waddling closer and closer and closer. And finally, I had to move. I, I just jogged a few steps away from them. And that's when it all started. Every time I would take a few steps away, the geese would waddle toward me even faster. Pretty soon I see one of them open its wings and throw back his stupid goose head and hiss at me. He hissed at me. I just couldn't take it. I totally broke out of freeze pose, no longer trying to hide the fact that I'm being bullied by birds. I just took off toward the edge of the park. 
I thought maybe they wouldn't want to leave the park. Like, maybe they didn't want to get too far away from the pond or something, and then I could just wait across the street until they went back to the water. Wrong. They didn't care about that pond or that park. The only thing they cared about was taking a big old bite out of my butt. At least that's what I was thinking as I ran away. So now I'm literally running down the sidewalk at full speed, being chased by crazed geese. I'm still looking back every few seconds, hoping they've stopped, but no such luck. Luckily, I only live a few blocks from the park. Pretty soon I get close to the house and see my dad out front, spreading mulch. Because adults love to spread mulch in their spare time. And I yell, Dad! He walks out to the sidewalk holding his shovel, and I speed right past him onto our front steps. And he doesn't even have to do anything. He just stands there, and the geese slow down and finally stop in front of our neighbor's house. He takes a step toward them and yells, Get! The geese walk into the empty street and take to the air. Just like that. So that's it. Now you know why I'm totally not cool with this little goose pack giving me the stink eye. I meander into the middle of the pack of kids who've just gotten off the bus. I keep trying to ignore the geese and tell myself, Don't worry, Millie. Those geese aren't looking at you specifically. They're just checking out all the kids and buses and everything. Don't worry, Millie. Those geese aren't going to end up chasing you all around the farm so they can take a big old bite out of your butt. But no matter how I try to convince myself, I keep feeling like those geese are looking directly at me. Finally, I snap out of it when Miss Kim starts rattling off the groups for our field trip. Somehow, Rhonda and Steve, the biggest class clowns in Brentwell Elementary, got in the same group. Finally, she announces that me and Tatiana are in a group with Bill's dad, which is exciting at first, but we don't know anything about Bill's dad. Maybe he's super strict. Maybe he won't let us leave his side. Maybe he won't let us eat any of the candy at the 4-H tables. Luckily, he turns out to be pretty awesome. Uh, all right, guys, he says to our group. Uh, stay close and be nice. Other than that, just have fun. Stay close and be nice. Check and check. At these farm field trips, there's always a long line of booths that stretch around the farm and through the barns and stuff. The booths are put together by 4-H students from the high school. The field trip groups just walk around, visiting all the booths they can before it's time to go. Here are some of the booths at this year's farm field trip. The many uses of corn. Sheep, little clouds with legs. Cows love cuddles. Chickens eat bugs. Some of those booth names may sound weird or boring, but some of them are pretty cool. We even learned some neat stuff. Like, did you know sometimes sheep can't get up when they fall over and they need to be helped back up onto their feet? As usual, the most important things about all these booths is the candy. Nearly every booth has a bowl with a little something for the kids to munch on and to help keep their attention. Me and Tatiana made a list of some of the best booth snacks from this year's farm field trip. Let's see, there was Jolly Ranchers at the soybean table, marshmallows at the sheep table, caramels at the cow milking table, and gummy worms at the chicken booth. Then, as we were heading to the corn as fuel table, I stopped short. Oh, there they were again. 
those four geese. They were standing as still as statues, except for their heads. They turned their heads to follow me as I walked. Tatiana, those geese are watching me, I said. Huh? Oh, those four geese? No, no, those geese just live here. It's a farm, you know, she said. But no, they've been watching me since I got here. They were giving me the stink eye when we got off the bus, I said. Millie, I know you're still thinking about that goose incident this past summer, but come on, what are the odds that these geese are out to get you too? Tatiana said. Watch, I said. Stand right here and don't move. I walked about ten steps up, then ten steps back, then ten steps in another direction. Every time, each one of those geese followed me with their heads. They weren't watching any of the hundred other people there, just me. Whoa, said Tatiana, suddenly convinced. Okay, okay, that's strange. But we're in a group, a huge group. And there's farmers here and older 4-H kids and everything. You've got nothing to worry about. Now let's see what treats await us at the corn has fuel table. Tatiana was right. I shouldn't be too worried about this crazy goose gang since there were so many adults around. But as we walked to our next table, I couldn't help but worry. Just then, a farmer came up to me and asked, Those geese bothering you? Huh? Well, no, not exactly, I said. Uh, not exactly? He asked. Well, I'm just saying, they haven't done anything to me yet. But they've been watching me ever since we got here. Like, creeping on me, you know? Oh, I know. Those are some of the meanest geese I've ever come across. They've been coming to the farm for years now. They bully all the other animals, even Princess Wigglebelly, that big old pig we've got over there. She's the toughest animal on this farm, but even she'll run into the barn if they get too close. You let me know if those geese get in your way, all right? Yeah, I will, I said. What the farmer told me about those geese being bullies was not very comforting, but at least I know he's keeping an eye on them. After we visited a few more tables, did you know soybeans are sometimes used to make crayons? We all mosey over to the buses and get ready to leave. Now, like I said, the three buses are parked in a U-shape. I guess that way, when all the kids get off the bus, they're sort of corralled into a group so nobody wanders off. Anyway, most of the students are hanging out over by the buses, swapping candy and sharing farm facts. The bus drivers were off getting some beef jerky from the preserving meat table, a pretty popular table this year, and some of the other groups weren't quite done yet. Tatiana and I were working out a trade of all of our gummy worms, 12 in total, for all of another kid's starburst, 8 in total, and two of his mini Snickers. We were about to seal the deal when I saw the geese again, two of them. They walked around the corner of one of the buses, looking right at me. Hand me your worms, Millie, said Tatiana. But I was frozen. I heard her, but I was completely frozen. Hello, sang Tatiana. Earth to Millie, we've got a starburst deal to make here. Then Tatiana noticed the geese. Oh, no. Don't worry, don't worry. The chaperones will scare them away. As Tatiana looked around and realized that all the chaperones were off getting beef jerky with the bus drivers, 
The other two geese waddled around the edge of the other bus. They had us trapped against the buses. Still staring right at me, they were creeping closer and closer. Unfortunately for the geese, Rhonda and Steve noticed them too. Oh man, said Steve. Check out those geese. You think they could catch some popcorn out of the air? Let's see, said Rhonda. Here, geesey, geesey. Here, geesey, geesey. I'm going to toss you some popcorn if you've got to pluck it right out of the air. She was talking to them like they were babies, creeping closer toward the geese, holding a piece of popcorn in her outstretched hand. Rhonda had obviously never been chased by geese before. She tossed a piece of popcorn to one of the geese and it landed right at its webbed feet. The goose stopped and backed up, poked its head down near the piece of popcorn and plucked it up and into its mouth. We watched the goose chew the popcorn. I was still frozen. Rhonda and Steve got super excited about a goose eating popcorn for some reason and started tossing more popcorn to the geese. Tatiana was still turning her head around, convinced there must be an adult somewhere in this U-shaped bus trap. Then it happened. Once the geese had a couple pieces of popcorn, they threw their heads back and opened up their wings and started running at Rhonda and Steve. Rhonda and Steve very quickly realized that their game of feeding geese was over, and they ran back away from the geese. Their taunts and teases turned into pleading. Oh, okay, geese, take it easy. Go away, geese. Unfortunately, they didn't have anywhere to run. They only got cornered back closer to the buses. All the other kids backed away, and Rhonda and Steve tossed popcorn to keep the geese occupied, but they were running out. And then what? I noticed how scared they were, and I remembered running down the street, certain I was going to be goose food and then goose poop. I realized I had to do something. Tatiana, do this, I said, and Tatiana watched as I untied my hoodie from my waist. I held the end of a sleeve in each hand, and then held my hands over my head with my arms spread wide apart. Are you going to try and go after the geese? She said. Are you crazy? No, we are going to go after those geese. Come on, Tatiana, I hollered and ran toward the geese. Have you ever heard a goose honk? If you've never been close to a goose when it honks, you'd be surprised how loud it is, and I had to be louder. I knew I needed to be louder and scarier than these geese. Being up close to the geese... I realized that they didn't have teeth. If they did bite, it would hurt, but I wouldn't need stitches or anything. And I couldn't go around for the rest of my life being bullied about by geese. With our arms raised high, Tatiana and I jumped and honked and hollered and waved our arms up and down, creating such a racket that the geese were no longer concerned with class clown popcorn. Now they were the scared ones. They began to back away from the buses and further out into the parking lot. They turned away from us, took a few steps, and lifted off into the air. Then Tatiana and I noticed each other, waving our hoodies around and honking like mad geese. At the sight of each other, our honks turned into laughter, and we fell to our knees. We were cracking up when Miss Kim approached us. I was certain we would be thanked by the entire class for saving everyone from the evil bully geese. Maybe we'd get the key to the city, or be named the official Goose Cops of Brentwood Village. Instead, Miss Kim said, Well, this is certainly a change of character for two of my best students. Tatiana and Millie, I'm a bit disappointed that you'd be out here chasing the farm animals. 
This is not behavior I expect from the two of you. Oh, but Miss Kim, no, we were... I began to explain, but she ushered us onto the bus, saying, We'll address this later. Right now I need everyone back on the buses. Same seats as before, everyone. Eventually, back at class, Tatiana and I explained everything to Miss Kim. The other kids who were there backed up our story, especially Rhonda and Steve. Even though we didn't up getting the key to the city or winning any awards, we didn't get in trouble either. The geese had been vanquished. Our pockets were full of candy. And this had been, by far, the best field trip ever. The end. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And before I sign off, I want to remind you, as always, to behave on the school bus it's fun to hear stories of people being silly on the school bus, but in real life, it's important to make good choices when you're on a school trip. Thanks for listening. Adios.